The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. John E. Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan debt. I'm so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money, managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you create better financial habits, envision your long-term goals, and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of John E. Sistina and Company are on deck to show you the way. Welcome to Managing to be Wealthy. I'm your new host, Tracy Bennett, the onboarding and public relations manager for John E. Sistina and Company. Um, this is a great topic today. I am very excited to talk about it because I myself have looked into this and had conversations with family members, but kind of one of those things, you know, have you ever been walking on the beach on vacation and everything is perfect and you want to live that perfect life forever? And you start to think, uh, when can I start doing this on a regular basis? When, you know, how old am I? When can I retire? So topic for today is what it takes to retire early. And I've got with me Stephen Lucan and Tony Payne, Certified Financial Planners. And we're going to walk through some of the specifics. There's a lot of information to cover. Stephen, um, I know you've, you're anxious to get on this. Um, so let's. Uh, we're not going to get to numbers right away. Let's just kind of go down the list. Uh, I've got some questions I want to ask, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, it's a great topic. Um, I just let's set it up a little bit more. When we say retire early, what does that mean? Retire before age 65. Yeah, but right, Tony, why 65? Well, 65 is <laughs> when Medicare kicks in. Right. So I, I think for most people, it's all about health insurance. Right. Right. So I, again, I, I love this topic because retiring early is obviously a loose term, but in your 50s, maybe. Mm-hmm. But when do you achieve that financial independence? But what we're going to talk about is how do you do it? Right. Yeah. Right. And, the, you know, I never stopped to think, actually, that the insurance is the element, Right. My own, I had my own mom did that. She had to work to provide herself with insurance benefits. So yeah, that makes sense. We're, yeah, we're going to dig into that. Though. Seems we have we have solutions. Yeah, great. Okay, <laughs> let's get to it. So uh, you know, retiring early sounds like a dream. Um, like I said, we're not going to talk numbers right now. But how do people determine, you know, the percentage of their income that needs to be saved and and how to invest it to 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 reach their desired retirement age? Well, it, I'm going to backtrack a little bit even on that is when I, I read articles a lot, I'll read an article and say, I have a million dollars. Can I retire? Or mm-hmm. I have uh, X number of dollars. Can I retire comfortably? And Tony, we know that's just a false entry, right? It, we, we don't know because it is about your lifestyle. And if you think about the process of your life, when you work and save money, your income drives your lifestyle. It, it just that's human nature, right? The income will determine, helps you determine what kind of car you're going to drive or what kind of, how big your house is going to be or, or costly house or what kind of clothes you wear. Those things are all really, your decisions are driven by your income because that helps promote your lifestyle. Would you agree, disagree on that? No, it makes a lot of sense. It is in some ways a lot about what are you having that or what's, what are you used to? I mean, yeah. that's all kinds of things. What am I making? What am I spending? What kind of housing? All the things you mentioned and the idea of what does it take to retire early, you've got to magnify that for years of growth, changes, hopefully, and prepare for the now. 
So that's where there's so much here to go through. And I'm excited for this too. I know Stephen, you've said it a couple of times, a great topic, because I think like you painted the picture, Tracy, you're walking on the beach, you see it. You're like, why am I going back home again? Why am I going to work? <laughs> right, right. It happens quite a bit, right? right? Doing <laughs> yeah. And if you really can commit to some of these strategies, ideas that we'll talk about, you might have that opportunity to say, I don't have to wait until I'm 65 for Medicare or 67 for my social security. You might be able to get done a little early. Yeah. So I didn't answer your question. I forgot your question. Sorry. So how do, how do people come up with a percentage of the income that they need to save? So it's just, so they don't start with a number then. No, it's not a percentage because Because you do, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you do, I actually in, in tandem with, in association with what you were just talking about, I saw an article um, that actually actually broke down retirement by age. Now, maybe yeah, that's not those. the same yeah. thing. Yeah. But you know, if you're in your 20s, how much do you need? If yeah. you're in your 30s, how much do you need? So this is so, a constant thing. You're looking at the wrong end. Okay. You're looking at the end result, which is that savings bucket. But what you need to look at is the spending bucket. Right. Because as Tony says, you get comfortable. Think about the 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 fortunate person who flies first class all the time or business class to Europe. They've got a comfort zone and it's easy to say, oh, I'll just sit, sit in the back where I usually sit back and coach. No, you get comfortable. You don't want to sit and coach mm-hmm. after you've been flying first class your whole life. So don't look at it of how much I need to save. You have to look at it of, okay, this is my comfortable lifestyle. This is what I, I spend. Then a good financial planner said, okay, based on that lifestyle, here's how much you need to save to build that bag of money. And the problem usually breaks where it says, well, but I have to save that much, then I can't, I'm not spending. Then there's that deficit. So it's a, it's a teeter-totter balance, right? You have your income. So you have your expenditures and your savings. And that teeter-totter has got to be balanced. Mm-hmm. That income is your fulcrum on the teeter-totter. And what you're seeing, Tracy, though, which is common, I mean, that's what we're all presented are averages, you know, the statistics of it. And what we're trying to promote through planning, and it's a fun part of what we get to do, is try to break some of those. So when you see the averages and you think about what have most people saved for either retirement or their savings account for an emergency, we know those numbers are grossly low. And if you're looking at that saying, yikes, how does anybody do this? It's by not doing that. It's by being above average. It's by committing to some of these strategies. So it's great that you bring that up because if you're looking at that going, hmm, where am I missing it? Or what am I not doing? Or am I saving too much? Right we want to make sure that we're bringing it back to reality. And that's usually customization. Right. And I'm sorry to interrupt. There's a, there, I think it's also, I've heard you guys say this and it makes sense to me when I start breaking it down, even in my own lifestyle, um, people underestimate the cost of retirement. You, you don't, you think, oh, I'm not going to be doing as much. So I probably won't spend as much in retirement as I'm spending now, but it's actually the opposite, isn't it? Yeah. And usually when, when you're in your working years, there's two things that, uh, deter you from doing those actually time or money. Now, if you're retired and you can retire successfully, you got the green light is you have time and your financial planner tells you, you have money. So usually <laughs> spending actually goes up a little bit because you get a little bit euphoric. It's like coming out of the pandemic, right? Everyone's going to concerts and traveling, blah, blah, blah. They feel good about it. And that's what usually happens the first couple of years of retirement. You overspend or mm-hmm. you do the things you've never could do because of time or money. Yeah, or that both. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think people don't realize that. Um, and, and I and I myself didn't until I heard you guys kind of breaking it down. So good point. Uh, let's move on to the next uh, conversation point. Let's talk about health insurance and medical expenses because, you know, life is full of surprises. And the older you get, the healthier uh, your body tends not to be, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, 
Uh, you wake up one morning and knee says, yeah, you get to put a brace on today. And then you have runner's knees when you're not a runner. So um, how do you suggest addressing challenges like that? Uh, if, if somebody wants to retire early to prepare, what steps can they take uh, to safeguard their health and financial kind of well-being during early retirement? No, it's a really important point. It is part of this holistic stuff that we talk about. We're comprehensive. We're fiduciaries. I mean, we focus on the financial part of this, but especially if the goal is retire early or on the back end, if you're someone who has been carrying the load for a family, being the shepherd there, and you're retiring on the back end, maybe even later in life, 70, 75, the whole idea of you've got longevity, whether it's on the long side or the shorter side, to plan retirement around that's really important. So when I think about retiring early and health and health issues, some of those investments, it's not a financial one. I mean, I'm not the doctor, I'm not the physiologist here, but whether it's exercise, eating right, making some of those investments and going to the doctor, getting your baseline exams done, I mean, we can do wonderful work with a financial plan, but if those other parts fail, it, what was it for perhaps, or you have to accept that your goals have shifted. So that's an area that we don't really talk about a lot. It's not our purview so much, but be mindful of that. You know, I think that's important. Right. From the finance side of it though, too, is the plan. You've been planning this in your forties and maybe in your early fifties for that early retirement. So that's where tax diversification, Tony, I love that term you, you, you threw out one time on the show is you build a you build a portfolio that you're tax diversified so you can manage your taxes in retirement. And by that, I mean, all of a sudden you're 55 years old, you're retired, you have little to no income because you have money saved. Therefore, let's play by the rules. The Affordable Care Act provides health insurance and they also provide subsidies for people with low income. That's the rules that were laid out. And I've seen it work where you can be retired in your 50 and pay two to $300 a month for health insurance. Wow. It's a pretty good deal with the sizable net worth to retire early. And so that's where you have a financial plan in place where your finances can help provide those goals. And I think it's a great, I love it. It's a game that's the rules been laid out. All right, let's play by the rules. And that's what you get. Great. Go ahead, Tony. No, I'm just to play it out too. on the contrary to that, because again, when we're planning, you're making decisions. And let's say you were someone who wanted that regular stream of income in the form of a pension or an annuity, rather than maybe managing things, which this isn't to say you always pick one or the other, but it's a consideration that when you turn on that regular stream of income, that is going to offset some of that ability to get subsidies. So when you're talking it through, Stephen, like you were, whether you kick on Social Security early, a pension early, you decide to work part-time for the fun of it instead of volunteer, there are some decisions there that will play into the cost of your health care. And if you're planning aware of it, you can have a lot more control over this. Right. And by the tax diversification, I, I mean that you have money saved in taxable money after tax dollars saved in maybe a general savings account or investment account, your IRA, 401k, 403b money, which is taxable income, which would shoot up if you start to draw against it, or Roth IRA, which is tax-free. So you can maneuver those three buckets mm -hmm. and manage your taxation to hopefully reduce your premiums for your health insurance. Gotcha. Um, uh, throwing kind of a wrench in here. Maybe it's not so much of a wrench, but we'll take a chance. What about uh, married couples who 
uh, one wants to retire early and one doesn't. How does that af- affect, you know, <laughs> the the balance is it just becomes more complicated, I sure. guess. Right. Yeah. But it comes down to goals. And if if they're they're both on the same page, both uh, spouses are on the same page, they can make it work. Um, the obstacles will be one's going to be busier than the other. Can you coordinate calendars? That's that's the that's the emotional challenges more than the financial challenges. Now, the fun part of it, and we work with several people in these different scenarios of maybe one's already retired, one's segueing, one really enjoys what they're doing, no plans of retirement. You know, those are the fun cases or couples sometimes when you're going through and one just loves what they do. They want to work forever. The other can't wait to get out of there and you're doing that math trying to balance that and it is fun though because again you're talking to people about what they want and by getting the details and by doing the planning you can make it so that one person can enjoy their work and you're doing the right things there and like you said Stephen, you plan ahead so that maybe you're not doing one big trip a year maybe you're doing two or three and the rest of the year that person's working or committed and there's multiple ways to be flexible and that kind of is a great segue to the next uh, the next question. So achieving financial independence for early retirement um, might involve taking more calculated risks, right, uh, with investments in, or career decisions, if, I, yeah, if, if not I, for I one spouse, the yeah, other. I don't, I don't like using that word in the investment side, but it seems like I think people who have the ability to retire early minimize their their balance was heavier on the saving side than the spending side. They had their income, again, the teeter-totter, the fulcrum the income. One side is savings, one side is spending. And if you're able to retire early, that set saving side was a little heavier. So it was weighted down and you were saving more. The risk side of it, that's why I, I don't like using that word because that's that's a form of gambling. Well, maybe a different kind of risk. Thank you. But right. Let me interject. So here in Ohio, I mean, you look at some of the small towns that are here and the economic opportunities that are there, the majority of younger people are shifting to the bigger cities, more opportunity, more jobs. That's the way it works. So to continue that, I think that's the risk you might have meant there, mm-hmm. the ability to say, am I willing to just pack up and go where the job exactly. is? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Or, okay. or even what kind of job is it? I mean, you think about some of the stuff right now where people have been told, hey, that's a great career. That's a good job. Learn that. Perhaps you do. And then 10 years from now, things have changed. May not be the same job. I mean, that's where I think I agree with you. That's fair. Definitely. It's not about trying to gamble your whole portfolio. Loading up on crypto. Exactly. Leverage at 80% or something. But the the other risks that are out there, you know, hey, I'm, I'm in a new area. I'm in a new field. I don't know where I'm at. That's, that's it. Okay. And we kind of touched on this earlier, but, you know, when when someone retires early, it can mean more years spent, you know, outside the traditional workforce, certainly, especially in a part time role, um, you know, finding hobbies, passions, that kind of thing. Uh, but how can individuals find meaning behind their career beyond their careers during this period if if maybe they have reacted a little too quickly and they don't quite have enough saved? What does that look like? I mean, I can't imagine after years of saving for retirement at, at the stage of life that I'm in right now, um, if I chose to retire early, not saving, I can't, that it would make me nervous mm-hmm. not to save. It would really bother me not to save money 
towards retirement. Right. So, so now you're sacrificing spending because you're afraid. So now I'm not, not spending. I'm yeah, now I'm scared to death not, to spend that's anything. Not what we say it's human, Tracy. Yeah. Let's just say that out right. loud first, though. That's a normal human reaction. Mm-hmm. So when we hear that, I mean, that's the, again, I can't say it enough. It's the fun part of planning when you can really take the numbers, take the details, get the spending, get some of the longevity as best you could guess it, and then start to say, okay, you're 35. At the time you're 50, you're out. Or you're 60 and you want to be done by 65. Maybe you had some catching up to do. Here's what we need to do to make that retirement thing happen. And the idea of this balance, and maybe I feel like the holistic one here, but when you are done working, there is a next life. And I see it and I see it and I try to warn people that are very committed to their careers and their work and their savings. What are you going to do when you're done? You know, by the way, that company is going to forget about you. They're going to replace you. I don't know, yeah. Tracy. If I heard you again, oh, the knife in my heart. Yeah, there's going to be a fall back to you. Right, right, right. Yeah, we'll, we will not forget you. Sacrilege. Most companies, your average companies, dare I say, you're a number on the pay sheet. And when they change or you change, you're out. So some of those connections, some of that drive, some of that every they night fade. nine o'clock. Yeah, they right. fade. The relationships will fade, but you have to have that purpose. So uh, you joke the term every day is Saturday, right? And maybe golf is your passion. You want to play it every day. No, thank you. Right. But maybe charity. Think you've got to find something to do. You can't hopefully if your goal is to sit on a, the porch and rock and drink lemonade, have at it, but hopefully that you're something a little bit more behind it, but, you know, charitable work or, but find something, find a passion, find something that'll get you out of bed. You want to spring out of bed in the morning and go and tackle that day. That's really important. That's really easy to say too. That's almost as difficult a concept to some people as it is when we say you have to discipline yourself to know what you're spending in order to determine what your living expense to, to, to retire early discipline yeah, is right. the key but you so have telling to somebody just, who's not social yes. you have to find a hobby or you have to volunteer i mean there's a lot of soul searching that you have to do to even get to this point on a you know on a personal level mm-hmm. before you even talk about the numbers right, right? go ahead tony no and if you are that person and i'm smiling here but if you wanted to sit in your basement and play with your trains all day and that's all you were working for and what you wanted to do and it gave you great joy that's enough. Good. Yeah. You, you're passionate. You know what you're trying to do. It's not to change that. But for those that maybe haven't had the time to even think about what's next, I think that's where Stephen and I are coming from to make sure that yep. you take that pause and go, what am I going to do? You know, my friends might still be working. My family's going to be working. Kids will have their lives. Maybe, you know, this idyllic kind of, oh, I just make it and then I'll have all, who are you going to go on the trips with? What are right. Yeah. Okay, we kind of touched us touched on this earlier. So um, we talk a lot about tax optimization mm-hmm. here. Uh, you guys spend a lot of effort and a lot of time trying to save clients money on their taxes in a very appropriate way. So minimizing taxes is important, obviously, for retirement savings. And so as a CFP, let's talk about tax efficient investment vehicles like IRAs and 401ks and um, other other tools and, and provide some insights on how people can optimize their tax savings. And I'll reiterate this because, again, when you retire early, you're, let's say you're in your 50s or si- early 60s, you have a window before Social Security kicks in, a window before required minimum distributions. Going back to my point about tax diversification is to have a broad different buckets of money, ta- after-tax money, tax-free money, uh, tax-deferred money. 
And those that's real important. So you can manage taxation because you keep more. Your 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 long term investments are working for you. So the, the, that's the purpose of having that bucket. So if your goal is to retire early, you you tell your financial planner, I want to retire before sixty five. I want to retire at sixty, and and see if it's possible. And I think this is a great point to make here, though, and it's part of that flexibility and diversification, and not knowing the future. You have not heard us ever on this show promote this is the end all be all tool. You know, it's a life policy, it's an insurance, it's a IRA even, or it's a mutual fund. There is no one size fits all answer to this. And for those that are out there promoting that one tool or that one thing, there's a reason why we don't. And that's because rules change, your goals change, the, I'll say temperature changes of the world. So the idea of it's all real estate or it's all gold or it's all investment, you know, there's diversification here, even within whether it's a Roth IRA or a traditional or it's in a brokerage, there's merits of each and every one of them. And I think we're here preaching diversification holistically for that reason, rather than going in the nitty gritty of, you know, was this one better than that one? Things change. Yeah. And to that point, like the the individuals or people who save only in their 401ks or IRA, they're stuck. And when they have to take the money out, they're paying gobs and gobs of taxes. And that's the importance of that diversification. Makes sense. Yep. I'm, I'm going to go back to my my question before because it's still ringing in my brain. Good. Do people actually save in retirement when they're retired? Do they actually save? Try attempt to save money while they're retired. Is that even possible? It's a great question. It's a great question, but how do you how do you define save? Right, because your income's coming from your savings. Yeah, and that's why I'm asking. Because so it I think seems... people, I think some people might become word frugal. I, I I've seen a scenario: a woman was in her 90s and had a million dollars in a in a savings account and never touched it, and she lived off of her social security. She's like, well, I don't need it. She was happy. She was content. She didn't need it. So that's the what's enough, right? So so do they save? I hope not. I hope you 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 live off of that goal of what you had. My goal was to live on X number of dollars a month and you spend every penny of that on a monthly basis. And yeah, maybe they they sway, but budgeting is where it comes into play. Yeah, I think that's where I'd say it more see it. I mean, you know, you know your retirement income normally or what you're going to be spending if there's income that exceeds that that savings great. And at the end of the day, though, you might be saying, well, out of my 5000 a month for my pension, I take some of this for windows or the driveway. You know, you might save in that sense. But I think that's what we're saying yeah. is maybe more budgeting yeah. rather than changing what your income is. And, you know, early retirement might kind of require your funds to last for several decades. That's the hard part. And that yeah. that dance, that's what scares me about. Yeah. That's why I said earlier, I can't imagine not saving anymore. Could be a 40-year window, right? So it's a 40-year window. You retire, and now you have 40 years to live off of what you've saved. So that's where the discipline of the spending. You're spending in accordance with how much you've allotted for that annual uh, income from your savings account. And obviously, getting real with your living expenses yeah. in the first place, which yeah. is is always at the foundation of anything we talk about. It's so important. And you do a lot of work with people to even people who are very, very well off mm -hmm. to make sure that they kind of face their pain and recognize yeah. where they're bleeding out so that they know what they have. On that note, and I can't help but add it or the <laughs> just a little, but 
the world's oldest man just passed away. Oh, not sure if you knew that or saw that. And this is not a joke. I'm being serious, very serious here. Stephen, it sounds like you didn't see that. I did not see this. Knowing that you were an expert and you're doing this kind of planning. How old do you think he was? I would guess maybe I'll say 117. Very good. Very close. Tracy? 111. 127. Was he American? He was not. He was not in that sense, but. So he ate vegetables and good stuff. (laughs) Now, what I'm trying to say, as I'm making a point, take your longevity and add 10, 20 years to it and 30 years to it. Just in case. And that's where Stephen's coming from, too, with this. You don't know how long you're going to have, you know, the idea of, oh, maybe I'll pass before 92. I hate to say that's the easy one because you know you'll have enough money, but let's say it was 120. What happens then? And that's the other part of doing this planning and stretching it out. So hopefully that's a positive thought for everyone that we might be looking at a few more years, but keep that in your mind when you're thinking about retiring early. Yeah, good one. Let's talk about safe withdrawal rates and sustainable spending strategies. Mm -hmm. So again, if you're, we're talking retiring early, the withdrawal rates have to be in conjunction with taxes and managing your taxes. So again, withdrawal rates, if you have a good financial planner, they you know your number, you know your spending number. My spending number is X number of dollars a month. Okay, where are we going to get it from? And when important, what is the taxes that come going into play with that? So it's all coordinated. I, I, I don't have a direct answer for you because it's all coordinated. Do you need subsidies for your health insurance? Some Some people are insured through their employer. Right. If you work a certain number of years at the same employer, they give you a tremendous health benefit. So, yeah, it, it just depends. But again, it, it's in conjunction with the taxation. A lot of good things here. I mean, again, I can't help but bounce around. There's a lot going on, especially and you keep bringing her up the taxes, taxes, taxes. The year you retire, tax code will be one thing. 10, 20 years after that, it will be something else. And all the years in between, you've got to be mindful of this. So I just share that as well for those who maybe they're doing their own taxes or they have that long-term accountant and they may not have a succession plan there. We know that we're at a great shortage of accountants now. And you know, just the idea of when you're aging and you you want to be confident in what you're doing, you want to do it all the right way. Taxes is a huge part of that. So you want to make sure you're on top of all that. Right. So as a pro, uh, what tips can you provide people for to protect them? from inflation. I mean, we're going through a lot right now. I I sit and I think about folks who have been experiencing a 30 to 40% jump on utilities and groceries and, uh, you know, goods and gas and all that. That's where it's, you have to be flexible to that that point. That's one of the biggest obstacles for people. Once your income stops, inflation is a huge obstacle and people got absolutely hammered here in the last couple of years, because if you don't have any income, the only way to fight inflation is through rate of return. It's getting some money uh, uh, improvements on your money, but we had a down market in 2022. So m- measuring your spending is an important, that's why you should track your spending is you can fight inflation through your uh, the tracking of your spending. Should you always kind of keep in the back of your mind to add another 30% of to, to that bottom line that you might need. So if my, if my, if my ideal retirement number is X, uh, add another 30% to make sure I've met the cushion for inflation. Well, really, if you're doing this deliberately, that's not a bad approach, but you need to make sure that you're looking at it one year at a time. 
And that's where when even the last couple of years, we know inflation had been tremendous, but the 20 years before it, it wasn't. So usually, usually things are cyclical. So if you build in that and you know, I've got to build in inflation and I should build it compounding, that's the way I would probably do it on the base level. Yep, I agree. And then the other, I can't help but chime in on the idea of inflation and what we've been seeing too. It definitely, not just the groceries, that's important, but even things like property taxes, or mm-hmm. rent, you know, we love insurance, right? exactly. For those who may be seniors and they've rented in that same area, that same neighborhood that they've loved or same building, and you might be on that fixed income or used to what you're spending. Let's say the area changed. You're in Austin. You're in somewhere that just blew up as a super popular tech center. You get priced out. That's possible. And that's hard when you're later in life making that decision of, do I commit more resources now for property taxes or rent? Or do I have to pick up and move? So that's the other part I think that you're hitting on that's really important. Be mindful of inflation because even prop you have a paid off house, you've done great, you're sitting there. Well, if all these new schools start getting built, which are great, whatever, all these things happen, you're going to be paying more. And in retirement, you've got to make sure you can afford that. And it sounds to me that the topic requires a holistic approach, Mm -hmm. body, mind, soul, not just a game of numbers. So it's not just about money. Um, And that's kind of what we do. We take a holistic approach to uh, comprehensive retirement. That's why the most important thing is reviewing, constantly reviewing it is to make because there's no guarantee. You don't say, okay, you're good. You're retired. You're 55. Call you in 30 years. That's absolutely not because it's nimble. You have to be nimble and you have to be flexible, but you have to constantly review it to make sure, okay, here we are three months later. Is it still good? Yes. Let's talk maybe in the three months after that. So we, we believe that review process is so critical because it keeps you on track on on any aspect of life of your financial plan, whether it's the building years or, or the unwinding years of spending. So that's the importance of reviewing. Yeah. And life changes on a dime. I mean, look at, look at how much change has taken place in the last year, let alone the last three years. So um, your retire, your not just retirement, your financial plan should ebb and flow with the changes in your life, good and bad. Um, And having somebody in your corner to kind of help guide you is, is really helpful. Uh, I sure wish I had done it earlier. And I'm grateful for the good work you guys do for all of our clients. So I love green lighting people, meaning not gaslighting, but <laughs> green lighting people <laughs> where where it's like, oh, we want to buy this car. We sort of need to get a new car. Can we do it? And it's like, yes. Let's yeah, that go. must be fun. Do it. Do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you and they, right. Yes. And then fun. they probably look at you shocked that right. you're not right. asking you sure? them to keep saving. Right. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. As of today. Yes. Let's do it. You, you you're going to buy a new car. You need a new car. By definition, need, I always question when I say not need, a Bentley, right? but maybe right. a exactly. Volkswagen. Whatever, right? whatever you're accustomed to, what your plan has been built around, it's time for a new car. You can afford it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That's I love that. Well, comprehensive financial planning, fee-only financial planning is what we specialize in, and we love talking to people, and we love helping people. So if you are interested in taking a complimentary consultation to get a real good baseline of your own financial household, uh, give us a call. We're happy to sit down with you and and let you talk to a CFP uh, for one hour to kind of comb through your details and maybe give you some tips and strategies to make make you do better. Um, We have a website, managingtobewealthy.com. 
www.thepeopleshow.com. Please go on the website, get to know us a little bit, click on the pictures, um, and give us a call if you have any questions about your finances. Uh, Keep checking out our podcast, keep following us, and we are very glad to be here. We're going to hit some other topics forthcoming, and we hope you'll sit in with us to, to talk about those as well. This has been a great conversation. I've learned a lot. Thanks, guys. Um, we are managing to be wealthy. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Managing to Be Wealthy podcast. We help you make the most of your money without any hidden fees or commissions. Remember, the best investment you can make is in yourself and your financial future. Keep listening for more expert advice and tips. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. To schedule a one-hour complimentary consultation to discuss your financial concerns, visit our website, managingtobewealthy.com.